Hello, and welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear. Bringing you the story and answering your questions. No fake news, no alternative facts. Just history, all the time. Hello and welcome to Holly History, where we discuss what you want to hear. Uh, it's Nick here today with uh, Mike, Mr. Crispin, Mr. D, just coming on into school, even though it's closed, to to get some stuff ready for students. And, uh, and we thought, hey, let's sit down, put the microphones in, and talk about what's going on and what we're going through and what we're dealing with with the coronavirus right now in Monroe County and Western New York and let's be let's be honest you know around the world it is it is a pandemic don't don't you know it is not to be understated right would you agree absolutely and, and um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we got started on the podcast you know um, in, in his in when people are living their lives it's rare that you actually get an opportunity to have an event that you say that is going to be historic mm-hmm. it's usually you get uh, you know 20, 30 years down the road, you look back and you say, "Wow, that was really important." Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting what's going on right now. Historic. We have you know closures of schools and on in on a scale that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly have uh, concern, and I think certainly a little bit of fear uh, on levels I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, you know, as someone who's been teaching or working in schools more than twenty five years, uh, this certainly is the strangest. Uh, incident I've ever seen. Um, you know, 9/11 was one of the most difficult days yeah, I was of teaching. Say September 11th, yeah. Yeah, but uh, this the the unknown quantity of this I think is uh, probably produces the most amount of anxiety. So we want to take a little bit of time just to to kind of provide some co- context. Yeah. Stop and say this is historical. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about um, some of the comparisons that are being made because I think that's what we do naturally. How yeah. does this compare to things in the past? And then uh, hopefully you get a chance to share just some um, important information for students going forward. Especially for social studies. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. we want to treat this as a fireside chat today. You know, the only thing to have, uh, only thing to fear is to fear itself, right? FDR in, during the Great Depression, because we're going to be comparing this to that because some people have thrown that out there. And uh, during the 1930s, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, president, came over the air, air radio waves and did his best to calm the American people, reach out to them personally. And that's sort of what we're doing today, but talking about it, you know, we're not trying to, to calm you and give you all the expert advice. We're not doctors. Um, and we are not experts in no, any stretch of the imagination. No. We're two history geeks who are trying yeah. to put some context to this. But at the same time, we're using, you know, the technology right. to, to do that, which is what FDR was doing as well. Yeah. 1930s, it's radio. Uh, and you know, in, in modern day, we're doing podcasts, right? So not TikTok, sorry, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, no video involved here, or like thirteen second things. Um, I want to go back to that, that thing you mentioned, Mike, about the idea of it's so rare that when you live through things that you can stop and say, as you're going through them, "Holy cow, th- this is th- I'm living through history." And we tell our students all the time, and I, I don't know if it sinks in. Um, we're going to be talking about this. In, 30, 40 years 
you know, kids, grandkids, they're going to ask, hey, what were you doing during the, the, the coronavirus outbreak and, or the pandemic, and, and how did you handle that? What kind of things can students do and, and everyone do to, to you know, remember this? You know, what are some things you, you think about? Well, I think there are things that students are doing already. You know, the historical record is going to be changing. Uh, the old, oh, you yeah. know, the old days. I sound like some old fart here. Uh, you know, we we looked at people's journals and diaries. Uh, you know, people uh, might have done audio recordings. So now it's Facebook and Twitter, and, and you know, in in video. Right now, we have Facebook, Twitter. Oh, but that drives me nuts that that's going to be a historical source. In but, years. It, but it is. Right? I know, but, you're right. But you're think right, about right. it. What yeah. what do what do most of our young people do whenever they're out and about? They take pictures, right? Mm-hmm. That's just that's part of the yeah. historical record. They're posting the pictures. They're they're posting what they're concerned about, yeah. what they're excited about. Um, and I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna see that as part of the historical record. Now, what that record will say down the road will be interesting. Yeah. Um, because as as many of our students know, when you look at the historiography or or how things yeah. are remembered, uh, it changes over time. Um, I'll be interested to see how history history judges us. Were we mm-hmm. were we freaking out too much? Did we not freak out enough? Was Did we enough do too paper? much? Right? Was it? Should we produce more toilet paper? Um, you know, were, were people being logical? Mm-hmm. Were people being smart? Um, yeah. Or was it just fear mongering? Yep. You know. Uh, so I don't know. Be, you know, time will tell. Again, we're in the midst of this thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, personally, again, I'm not an expert, but I think we're only on the front edge of this thing. Right, and so that's what a lot of people are saying yeah. too. Center for Disease Control came out with a eight week recommendation of no groups of fifty people or more. Which is interesting, but I'd also like to, to uh, point out, too, if you read those articles carefully, it's also uh, exempting certain places as yeah. well. And, it's, and, it is and, largely, and that it does not include schools, so right. sorry, students. You know. Right, yeah. I th- well, I think the vibe that I'm getting, and we had talked about this last week as teachers because we, we kind of all knew something might be happening, the idea that this is uh, – precautionary is the wrong word maybe, but – it's like if we can get ahead of this, flatten the curve, as they've been mm-hmm. using that word. If we get ahead of it, this we won't turn into um, other places that unfortunately have a hard time dealing with this. I'm, I, there's a Boston Globe article I think I read this morning that was, you know, it said a, a message from Italy, don't end up like us. Yeah. And our thoughts are obviously with all of the people around the world, especially Italy. I have family in Rome still. Right. Uh, just outside, and you well, know. and we also have some countries too that are not exactly forthcoming with uh, yeah. numbers. I mean, China certainly, uh, North Korea, Iran has been just in heard some articles and yeah. things. There have been some uh, interesting but disturbing things coming out that were, you know, I read an article on a website a couple of days ago, although not a website I would necessarily inherently trust, right? But saying that um, American satellites are seeing large burial pits, yeah, right. Um, but those kind of countries, they tend not to be uh, as honest. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see where all this this goes. Um, you know, certainly uh, we're in a better spot than we've been historically in the past, mm-hmm. um, which kind of leads you know nice segue to where about, we yeah. were headed to. Which you know, a lot of people are comparing this this pandemic to some other historical so the, pandemics. The first one we got on deck here is the the infamous bubonic plague. <laughs> Of of the 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 what the late medieval period yeah. you could consider the early Renaissance. early yeah right? well early dark ages yeah. right I mean I don't know I think it's a stretch I don't think there's any comparison myself uh, yeah uh, this and, and we want to get this off our chest just because there are similarities does not mean they're the same correct and that that I like that phrase I heard a historian put just because two things are similar doesn't mean they're the same or deserve the comparison 
Is the concern, the anxiety, the fear there? I think yes. Yes. Um, but when you're talking about things like the bubonic plague, I mean, you're talking about a third of the world, yep. you know, um, impacted, which is uh, when you talk about numbers like that. So if you just take a third of the United States, yep. you're talking over 100 million people. Right. And I'm not trying to downplay um, no, we make the that numbers no. right here yeah. that, that we have here in the United States because they are alarming. But statistically speaking, right, it's like you mentioned, we're trying to make sure that our, our medical facilities are not overwhelmed. Yeah, we want to do everything we can to help those people. Right. We Absolutely. all have loved ones that are in the medical field, and, and we all have loved ones who are susceptible to, to this virus. Mm-hmm. And we want to do everything possible to make that situation easier, which is, I think, why you see the closings, why you see... Um, you know, New York's talking about shutting down bars and restaurants for a little while. Right. It's it, it's in large part because they want to make sure the healthcare professionals have what they need to go to battle. Well, I think too, what's been a little um, jolting about this is the speed with which decisions are being made. Yes. Um, and we were talking uh, before we turned the podcast on about uh, just the NCAA March Madness tournament. How quickly mm-hmm. it went from we're doing the tournament with the fans, we're doing the tournament with. Um, essential staff and, and family mm-hmm. to we're doing the tournament but absolutely nobody else in the arena yep. to we're not doing the tournament at all and that was all within a matter of five days yep. um so the amount of information that that's being put out you know when you try to compare it to the bubonic plague there's so much back then that they don't know they only know what's going on in their community right. in their little realm of the world and their knowledge of science and um can you even say science? Well, science and mysticism, germ, germs, yeah, germ and, and, and germ theory, and all that stuff. It's just it's so uh, primitive compared to what we have today. Right. They don't have any mass ways of communicating with people, of shutting things down. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand the want to compare yeah. it to the plague, but I just think. Um, well, and I also think people are fascinated by. Look at look at our movies. The Purge, or, um, yeah, you know things like with, with, we can take like yeah. zombies, outbreak, right? yeah. uh, Walking Dead. There's something about that that I think attracts. It's like why people watch serial killer stuff. It's it's yeah. there's something about that like global pandemic that fascinates people and they like to study it and read about it. Not that they want it to happen, no, but, it's but they something play fascinating. What if, they play it. what if by exactly. themselves. What exactly. would I do in that situation? Right, you know, yeah. you know, Dan Carlin, you know, kind of our inspiration came out of this book. The end is always near, and he has a whole chapter on pandemics. Right, and uh, I just finished reading it. It's great work, and he talks about something similar to this, which segues to our next thing. The other one that I think you're reading more about because it's almost exactly 100 years ago is the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918, which which went farther than 1918. And, Mike, you were fortunate enough to read a work over the summer, uh, Pale Rider, right by, who's yeah. the author? Uh, Laura Spinney, S-P-I-N-N-E-Y, if anyone's looking for a good read while they're out. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pale Rider, the Spanish flu of 1918 and how it changed the world. And just really quick, I pick out a whole bunch of books during the summer to read and just on topics either I don't know or I want to get better at. And this just happened to be one that, I was preparing for World Wars, and I was like, "This is kind of an interesting, you know, you know, situation coming out of World War One." And you know, as this stuff was breaking, I was like, "Holy smokes! Like this is crazy! Like this is really sounds similar." But the more you, you the more you examine uh, the pandemic of 1918, it, it is the Spanish flu doesn't to me match up with what's going on uh, right now. 
But I, I do have to say, I was kind of preparing for the podcast last night, so I grabbed the book. I, I just wanted to read really quick one of the uh, paragraphs out of... Uh, We're going to be sorry that that, that bell <laughs> yeah. is in the middle. Why are the bells still on? Have they been on the whole time? Did you turn them on? I don't know. That's a good All question. All right, well, hey, that's oh, hey, our life runs off those, and that's now right. it's not going to be for a while. So, so. Well, it'll be another four minutes, because that was the end of uh, so we'll get another bell soon. fourth period. So yeah. we'll bear with us here. Sorry. That's right. So at the, uh, this is from Pale Rider, and I thought it was very profound and, and speaks of what's going on right now. Um, it says, at the root of every pandemic is an encounter between a disease-causing microorganism and a human being. But that encounter, along with events that lead up to it and the events that ensue from it, is shaped by numerous other events taking place at the same time, as well as by the weather, the price of bread, and the idea about germs. The pandemic in its in its turn affects the price of bread, ideas about germs, and ideas about every, everything else, and sometimes including the weather. It's a social phenomena as much as a biological one. It cannot be separated from its, its historical, geographical, and cultural context. I think that's a, a perfect on. way to yeah. describe what's going on right now. Um, the world we live in is very different than the world in 1918. Uh, again, 1918, medicine had come a ways, um, but still was not where it is today. Um, you know, you, you look at the pandemic in 1918, and you're, they're still not understanding um, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's no effective vaccines. There's no antiviral drugs. Um, and, and again, although communication's easier, it's not as easy as it is today. Right. I think there's a lot of fear and a lot of panic amongst all that. Um, so although I understand people wanting to, to say that, and, and you know the Spanish flu, if, if you really play out the numbers, it, it's similar to the, the bubonic plague and the fact it roughly affects a third of the world mm-hmm. at the time. Right. Um, now, again, we're, you know... We're, it didn't kill a third of the world, but... No. Uh, yeah. the, the bubonic plague, plague killed, killed a third right. of the population. The Spanish flu affected right. a third of the population, okay. and it really targeted the young. And that's... Which and is that the is, complete opposite of what we're dealing right, with. Right, and that is the biggest difference to now, is, is that the Spanish flu... Because I remember when I first learned about the Spanish flu in... in college and I'm sorry high school into college it was always like well whenever we learn about the flu or like modern disease it's always the people with autoimmune disease or elderly some kind of immunodeficiency that they don't fight off viruses well the Spanish flu is the exception to all that I mean this thing didn't care how old you were how healthy you were it killed everyone well I think too it gets um it's spread too because you have these massive armies that have been fighting in World War One. That you know, the good news is the war's over, mm-hmm. right? And now you send them all home, and they either were sick or are carriers. Yep. And so now there's you know they're they're helping to spread it, which is interesting because travel back then is not as easy as it is today. So that's a way for it to spread a whole lot quicker right. uh, and become a whole lot more effective as. Not a not a weapon, but as as an organism that is out to feed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So our last compare. So s- similar to nineteen eighteen, but definitely not the same. Definitely not the same. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, the last one we'll talk about is the Great Depression. Uh, that some people have made comparisons to the nineteen thirties in the United States and today, in, in the Great Depression. Mike, what do you think? Is it similar? Same. So the economic volatility is right there for right now. The market, yeah, certainly 1929 crash. Right. I but mean, the banking system is doing just fine. The banking system looks solid. And again, we're talking about, you know, 
today, March sixteenth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, things you know, can change. Things, this could be completely outdated in five changing, hours. Right? Yes. Yeah, seriously. Um, but we've seen volatility in the in the stock market, but we've also seen Here's the bell again. there it is again. You know, make sure you get the class. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. So, I mean, we saw you know you know before the depression, we saw a couple of crashes, but. We've seen volatility in both directions, yeah, like record drops and record gains. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't think, though, I mean, we're certainly not dealing with a Dust Bowl situation. No. We're not dealing with some of the other unemployment uh, problems. That could become similar, the unemployment, perhaps, if people are out of work for a long time. Potentially. Yeah. And if if workplace, but the government, I know, has addressed like the idea of like if if people are out, how we pay and, and things like that, and well, we'll I have think, to kind of wait. And I think we on have regulations one. and government intervention way more mm-hmm. uh, prevalent than in the late 1920s. Well, which the Depression the era, 1930s, right? Put which, these in place, right, yeah. so maybe maybe we are benefiting from some of those some of those safeguards. It is possible. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. You know, which, we, were, we were just talking about in class the three R's: the relief, recovery, and reform of the New Deal, and how. The new I had students evaluate each one how they they thought that the first R relief the New Deal did a pretty good job of providing relief to people, recovery not so much for the economy getting back on its feet back to normal but the reforms were the most effective mm-hmm. some of them were extremely the FDIC for instance we still around today. Court. yeah yeah uh, Social Security well you know for people my age we'll see but <laughs> it remains to be seen I mean it's been around for you know yeah. coming up on a hundred years yep. now you know um, and Americans love it. Yeah, well, As they it's, should. It, it's an important part of most people's future planning for yeah. retirement. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, I, there are some similarities there, not but the again, it, it's A, that's not a pandemic. Right. Right. The, the, the depression itself is a man made um, issue. Yeah. Um, except for the Dust Bowl, which, although you can make it the argument, man-made, is also yeah. a man made issue as well. But, um, I, I, again, I can I can see one. I, I think as human beings, we. we Reach out to I was just gonna use past experiences, right? Yeah. Like what what have we done before? How can we fix the problem now? What can we learn from what we've done before? Yeah, and and you know it's the old the old saying about what we learn is we don't learn. Mm-hmm. We make the same mistakes. Um, I do think going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how people's purchasing habits change, mm-hmm. preparation habits change. Yep. Uh, will people go out and buy more freezers when this is all over? Yeah, um, more people become preppers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people laughed at the preppers for a while, but you know, they, you know <laughs> in this situation, I, I I see what they're saying. But what's our government been saying all along since nine eleven? Be ready for two weeks, mm-hmm. right, of of some sort of an emergency. And 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 I don't think they saw anything like this coming. No. But I I certainly think that. Um, you know, there's all sorts of other situations where you could say, just be ready for two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, and there's a tre- tremendous number of people who just buy week to week groceries oh, because they have to. Right. Um, and, and, and I totally understand that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see because that, that Depression era generation was scarred. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and I say that who's, is great, who had grand, someone who had grandparents who made decisions economically and, and with money. Uh, that were totally driven by their experiences yep. during the Depression. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the generation going forward. Oh, yeah. I remember my grandfather would put, you know, when the ketchup bottle gets down to the bottom, oh. would put water in it. Yep. And even though he had five bottles in the pantry, he needed to get that last bit of ketchup out. Well, I share, I, to that day, yeah. this day, that's why I don't like ketchup. <laughs> well, I share, with the, I share with my kids about my one grandfather. Um, 
you know, never trusted the banks. Yep. And he'd squirrel away mm-hmm. money everywhere in the house. I mean, he put it in in towels. He put it in pages of books. He'd uh, tuck it into remote control airplanes that he used to build and fly. It was, <laughs> it was incredible the amount of money he had in the house, just hidden away everywhere. I don't think you. I don't think in the end he knew where it all was. No, but he knew. sure as heck wasn't going to put it in a bank you because they might close. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we do want to say to everybody, it's look. We'll get through this. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be all right. As much as we joke around about FDRs, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's true. It is true. And that's why you see some of the panic buying that's going yeah. on. People are scared. And when people are scared, they do uh, sometimes irrational things like yep. buying a ton of toilet paper. Yeah, when, and definitely leave some stuff on the shelf for people. <laughs> please, please. Please do. There's yeah. people that can't get out and, and buy things in bulk and that they need to get through. So, And kind of, uh, kind of on that note, uh, please know that um, – the school district and the teachers uh, are working on a plan. Uh, actually, we worked on it Friday. We're, that's why we're here today. We're prepared. Um, yeah. At least we're trying to be to, to get uh, students some things um, to work on yep. and, and to kind of keep their skills sharp because um, we're, we're not sure how long we're going to be out. Yep. Uh, we want to keep students' skills sharp. So my suggestion would be uh, s- students and parents, uh, check your emails mm-hmm. uh, consistently, daily at least. Uh, students, check your teacher's Schoology pages. Yes, that's um, my, all, all of my materials for all my classrooms. Right, Schoology. I'm going to be doing the same thing. Um, and students, if you don't know how to get to that, you go to the student page uh, on the website. Holly CSD website, and on uh, I believe it's on the right hand side. It says Schoology as one of the options. Yes. Yep. It's your regular use in username and password if you're to log into a computer here at school, and you'll see courses at the top left hand side. And that shows you all your your classes. You click on each one. There's there's folders. I'm, I know I have folders. Within the folders are other files. There's some are links. Some are videos. Some are Word documents. Right. Some are PowerPoints. So uh, we're going to be giving directions that way. I know the district is talking about sending out an email soon to tell people to check Schoology. Um, but we're trying to get it out on every platform that we can um, uh, to kind of do that. Um, speaking of platforms... Um, we encourage folks to respond to the podcast. Yeah, on get on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, what's our Twitter again? At, Holly? at History Holly. At History. It's Holly. weird because it's in the reverse, but a lot of the people that listen already do follow. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to get all of my shorts done right now. I only have Reconstruction Westward Expansion done. I'm gonna use this time to get as many shorts done as possible. You can listen to these on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, we'll have the link right in the Twitter thing for you to listen to. I'm even going to try to put them on Schoology, the podcast. Sounds good. So you have tons of resources. You know, we're getting the stuff to you. Um, email us. Uh, go on Twitter. Tweet at us. You know, if you want to hear something in particular, we'll, we can try to hook up and podcast more. But I think that's all we have for you guys today. And, you know, just everybody you know, try to keep calm. Uh, stay safe. If you have questions, email your teachers. Your che- your teachers are checking their communicate. email yep. uh, a lot. Uh, and, and the nice thing about the technology we have these days is we can communicate without having to meet face to face. Yep. So it's really a blessing. All right. Well, thank you. This has been Holly History. We hope you enjoy.